Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. Large electricity consumers will now get another year of respite from higher electricity prices. The Energy Market Authority's Temporary Electricity Contracting Support Scheme, otherwise known as TRACS, would have expired this month, but it's now been extended till March next year. So this is among some of the measures announced yesterday by the EMA amid a continuing global energy crunch. Are these efforts enough to secure energy supply and stabilize prices here? Well, let's find out. Luke Patimutu senior correspondent at The Straits Times, joining us right now for more. Luke, Singapore generates 95% of its electricity from imported natural gas. So how will this current volatility we're facing now impact our domestic electricity prices? Well, thanks for having me, guys. We will always be subject to market volatility because we have not been blessed with natural resources to be self-sufficient like a Qatar or a Saudi Arabia. I mean, look at Australia. They are a gas coal producer, export and they've been experiencing power shortages recently. I think we have to accept that the new normal is that we cannot control the external environment and we will need to be flexible as we navigate the uncertain terrain ahead. Mm, And speaking of flexibility, this is the third and also the longest extension covering about nine months of tracks. What really does this signal in terms of the state of the global energy market and what's being expected there? I think the policymakers have extended tracks along with the other measures simply because they are seeing that the road ahead is going to be a very bumpy one. If you have not already had a chance to read the piece in the Straits Times today by Senior Minister Tarman, please do. He talks about a long protracted period of uncertainty globally and it's not just about the Ukraine-Russia crisis. His exact words were, we have entered a perfect long storm. So I think it's going to be more volatility and a lot more bumpier ride ahead. All right. of course it's not just about consumers having to face these rising energy prices, companies too are affected. How have they uh, reacted to the extension of the measures uh, announced yesterday? Well, Tim, I think so far the feedback has been favourable. So the ASME's representatives uh, basically welcomed the measures. They said they like the clarity because it provides a sense of certainty to business owners, especially in this uncertain climate. The thing is, Luke, we'll talk about how they can be more energy efficient as in use energy more efficiently in a moment. But Shouldn't we be looking ahead towards diversifying energy resources, towards diversifying our sources, as well as moving towards renewables? And I know that is on the agenda, on the national agenda. Where are we at? Bharati, that's a really good question. I think that's uh, the, the pathway for renewables taking over fossil fuels like oil and gas is we're still a long way long way from that 95% of our our power generation demand is dependent on gas you know the transition is not going to happen overnight especially at a time like this when you have inflation you know you have so many other concerns rising prices food security right everybody's looking for a cheap source and at the moment you know energy you know dirty oil or black oil as people will call it still mm-hmm. is the you know is the go to at this point in time renewables can't cover us can't cover the entire power generation requirements for Singapore at least in the next 5 to 10 years mm, and certainly 
it is heartening to see that the government is moving towards that, though. And I know that in Europe as well, they are struggling to diversify their energy sources as well as get on the renewables bandwagon more aggressively and more enthusiastically as well. So this will be a long journey for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Bharati, the other thing too is that I just wanted to highlight is that, you know, we need to give the energy companies a chance to, to, to get into this renewable space because they have the resources, they're making record profits, and they have the ability to scale renewables, especially with their access to technology. Mm. So, you know, I think that's, that's probably a, a, an area that we need to encourage as opposed to vilifying. Mm. Some of them have been providing solar power in a limited manner, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. You know, but again, you know, we are talking about scale. So yeah. a small country like Singapore, it's going to take time. We need the infrastructure in place. I think we already do have some projects that are that are coming up in Indonesia where we are talking about importing solar uh, power generation of by solar into Singapore. But again, you know, there's regulatory requirements, there's uh, infrastructure, there's uh, G2G discussions. So it, it's not as easy as just flipping on a switch. And I think that's really important for, for listeners to understand. Yeah, we are not quite there yet, I guess. We're trying to get a look. What other measures were announced yesterday? Well, I mean, among the other measures that were announced today was basically, you know, there's a standby LNG facility, which power generation companies can actually draw on in case of emergency. I mean, you can think about it like an emergency savings account where you can only tap on it, you know, when it, you know, absolutely required. So, you know, for oil, that would be like a strategic reserve. Anything else that was announced that businesses should take note of as well? I mean, we come back to energy efficiency, right, Bharati? I mm. think at the end of the day, that's the key thing. I mean, it may not sound really sexy to talk about, <clears throat> but that's really important. <laughs> mm. I mean, if you go and speak to a lot of the consulting firms and a lot of the energy research companies, they're saying, you know, I was talking to a CEO of uh, of an engineering company, and he was telling me that man-hour efficiency is really important mm-hmm. because if the guy on the floor doesn't get the job right the first time, he's going to use more electricity and more materials and that's going to add to cost right so yeah. you know it's about being efficient along that supply chain and it you know it's something as simple as switching off the light making sure that your air cons are turned off uh, you know off peak hours or if you're at home use it for three hours at night and then set it on a timer and turn it off I mean this is what you know going to help us uh, bring that uh, our electricity cost down it's the entire value chain for sure I mean you can't just focus on one aspect of living or working and I'm glad that some of the people in the industry seem aware of this hopefully they are taking the necessary measures there and speaking of measures preemptive measures in general have helped to keep the cost of electricity at an average of $350 per megawatt hour in the first five months of this year this is what we've noticed so while tracks applies to only one percent of companies that are exposed to volatility in the wholesale electricity market how can the stability of the market benefit end consumers you know, individuals like you and me. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to if the power supplier understands that the price that he is able to offer is stable, right? Then he can structure his contracts accordingly, right? Whether you're a big consumer or a small consumer, right? So again, everybody understands that what they're going to get. So if you have an average price that converges at 350, everybody has that mental check. Okay, this month I've got a budget so much for my electricity costs and I don't have to worry about that. 
you know, um, you know, you know, maybe rising by another fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. But in the long term, Bharati and Tim, I again for your listeners, I know this is probably not what they want to hear. We've got <laughs> to brace ourselves for incremental price shifts, you know, down down the road. Because let's remember that so we are not, you know, Chinese demand has been muted mm-hmm. uh, because of their lockdown. So you know, once they come back on the market and start competing for those uh, spot LNG barrels, you know, structurally the market would definitely move higher and I think, you know, there, there may be more measures to come. Luke, you know, I think it was the state of New South Wales yesterday and they're being told to cut electricity use or switch off everything for two hours every night to be able to yeah. save electricity. Are we anywhere near that or we're not that you know, desperate yet? You know, see, that's the beauty about living in Singapore, Tim. We take everything for granted. The last blackout that we actually had in Singapore, you know, going back to our news bank is actually was in 2018, right? And it lasted for a couple of hours. And mm, then... I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're really lucky for a young country. We haven't really faced, you know, severe, you know, energy shortages that has, le- that has led to blackouts or, you know, long periods where we've not had electricity. So we're really lucky to be here. I know, mm. again, not many people want to hear that, but, you know, it is. To what extent do you think we need to be taking measures like the measures that can be likened to what's happening in the rest of the world? You know, I think that for policymakers, maybe this is something that I was thinking about and, Mm. you know, some discussions that we've been having. We rely on Indonesia and Malaysia primarily for our gas, right? So we do have Pavilion, we have Semcorp Gas, um, you know, companies that are also on the market bringing in LNG. But, you know, China today, we are hearing there's a story out saying that they are taking a stake in a gas field in Qatar, which means they're taking they're taking an, a stake even before the gas gets pumped out. So that means that they manage it from the time that it's in the ground and then they are able to manage that price right through the supply chain until it gets to the consumer. Mm. Radical idea, but maybe that's something that, you know, our policymakers should think about if they're not already thinking about. Maybe looking up maybe at, at producers like in Canada, you know, we're very like-minded, you know, similar. You, know, you can have a discussion with our G2G leaders. Uh, I mean, government, you know, they, they speak the same language. Maybe we should be looking at that as something that we could think about in the long term. So something as simple as energy rationing as they're oh, doing in uh, Australia. <laughs> well, I think that everyone to be up in arms <laughs> if we start talking about energy rationing i think look there's there's no 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 need for the government to come down and make this a national mandate right mm. it just comes down to individuals so we have to be we have to be cognizant of the fact that we live in a very uncertain world in the same way that we are careful with water we now have to be extremely careful in the way that we actually use electricity so it's public education i'm not sure i mean if you if you if you've lived in europe or in the us or wherever you know, it, 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 this is something that's constantly on people's minds, whether it's in the winter or in the summer. All right. Thank you very much for that, Luke. Really appreciate your analysis of no, the situation for, as thanks well. Thanks for having me. You guys have a good weekend. You too. Have a great one. Luke Pachimoto is Senior Correspondent at The Straits Times. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.